What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Stupid. It's Monday the 21st of December. It's Christmas week. It's four days to go to a really shit Christmas. For me anyway, I don't know about you, but it's going to be definitely different. It's going to be very average, let's put it that way, for most. Because you can only, uh, you can only see certain people, you can only do certain things, and you can only, um, you know... <laughs> You can only watch so much fucking bad news on the TV as well. So uh, I suppose Christmas Day is good for all the all the uh, Christmas cartoons and all that kind of crap. I think that's what I'm going to watch over the next couple of weeks. Christmas cartoons. I'm sick of the news. I'll, I'll do this podcast, obviously, but I, that's the piss of I have to do the news because I do this podcast. I have to read the news. I'm being bombarded with all the... Uh, everybody was escaping London the other day when they put the new lockdown... Saturday night they put the lockdown to make uh, to, to give them five hours warning. Well, we're going to have a lockdown tonight. Anybody leaving in everybody, everybody leaving living in London will have to be in tier four, and you won't be able to go out or go anywhere. Next thing you know, everyone made a mascarpa for the fucking train stations, and they're all on the way out of town, which obviously is ridiculous. But at the same time, when I thought about it, I thought that's just like spread the virus everywhere, hasn't it? But you know, they was all wearing masks anyway, for starters. But if it have, uh, by saying that at that time, it probably stopped a lot of other people still going who were going to be going anyway. So uh, it, it probably swings and roundabouts. But anyway, all the people in London, they've leapfrogged everybody. Now they're into Tier 4. And most of the South Coast uh, and Dover. So uh, all, the, all, the, all the trucks are all stuck. Can't get over to France. So all the food trucks. So all these panic buyers now... All the panic bars, they're probably right this week. They're probably fucking fuck. They told us not to panic. They told us not to panic. I'm fucking panicking again now. Look, I told you I was right. All the trucks can't fucking get through. We can't, well, they can't get out. But that's delivering stuff from here to there. But uh, I don't know about bringing stuff. Are people, are people going to want to come and bring stuff in here? Come on, you think about it. It's only the drivers, for God's sake. And like the drivers stay in their cabin. And you just take the shit off the back. You know, have some common sense. It's fucking obvious. You don't have to block all that. It's just making a statement, isn't it? But anyway, so if you're panic buying this week, it's perfect time because you've got some kind of uh, a, a little bit of bit on your side. But still, I would never panic buy anyway. I'd rather burgle somebody than panic buy down the shop. Be embarrassed down the shop. I'd rather just nick somebody's stuff and not be embarrassed, embarrass myself in the shop with a fucking trolley full of toilet roll and fighting over a packet of pasta. I ain't going to do it. I'll just nick yours one day when you're not in. I'll have a fish hook through your door, front door, and I'll... Uh, or, or some other way. I don't know if I'd be able to get the pasta through there. Or the toilet roll. I'll have to pull it through one sheet at a time and nick it. But anyway, yeah, so uh, that's the way the week's going. I've not even done my Christmas shopping yet because I don't even know if I'm going to go and see anybody. You know why? Because I'm in a different tier and all the hotels are shut. You can't stay in hotels. You can't go down around people's houses. So, what the fuck? Might just have to give it a miss. Have a party for one. Anyway, but if you're thinking about coming to England, apparently the, in, in the winter, winter holiday in England, obviously not this year, because you wouldn't. Why would you? You're not even allowed in now. You're not allowed out, not allowed in. We are the, the plague island were being called but Slough is the best place to spend Christmas <laughs> Slough, Slough is not the best place to spend any time of the year ever but it's been called the best place to spend Britain's winter months because it has better temperature more sunshine and less rain 
and frost than any other of UK's 50 biggest towns and cities. But on the other side of that, it's one of the shittiest towns you can visit. It's it's just a, a call centre town, isn't it? It's just, um, you know, it's kind of a big industrial park, isn't it? I don't know much about Slough. I'm, uh, it's, a, it's a town on the outskirts of London that is very grey and it's uh, not up to much. But then somebody from Slough is going to slap my face through this podcast and tell me that is a lie and I, I'm talking out of my ass because I am to a degree because I don't really know... A lot about Slough. Doesn't sound like much, does it? Slough. Doesn't sound very attractive. But then again, I'm from Birmingham, so doesn't sound very attractive. And I can tell you, Birmingham isn't very attractive. It is really. I'm joking. It's got a lot to. It's got a lot to offer. It's it's got its ugly side, and it's got its. Uh, it's got both sides. It's got two. It's got the. Um, it's got this modern chic. It's got its old decrepit. Um, kind of industrial style and that's all being turned into modern apartments and that so it looks the bollocks not like Slough which is staying industrial it's more not even industrial it's kind of just like business parks anyway I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slag it off anymore <laughs> I'm not I don't know anything about it visit it let me know you're never gonna let me know you're not even listening are you but anyway if anybody who is listening if you ever go to Slough send me a postcard tell me what you think Tiger King What's his name? Joe Exotic is back in the, the, the paper, the newspaper's campaign for the return of the mullet. <laughs> the mullet. Everyone's trying to bring the mullet back. I don't even know. Was it ever here? Well, it was here. It was here in the 70s, when it, 70s or 80s. But are you brave enough to... It, I'll tell you what, the only people who are going to start bringing this mullet back now are going to be footballers who think they're dressed smart and they're going to have a mullet at the back and they're going to think they look good. But really, they don't look good. You know why? Because they're not an Australian. They're not, they're not like a... An Australian or, you know, a deep South American with his singlet and, and his little shorts. You just, you don't look right. you got to look right. You can't just go from dressing like a normal bloke and then looking like the Tiger King or looking like some fucking crazy crocodile dundee. You've just got to be that person all your life. Otherwise, it's just an act, isn't it? And you're a fashion, you're like, what's it called? Fashion, uh, fashion disaster. So either either get yourself a mullet from birth, if you're listening in the womb, if you get yourself a mullet, grow yourself a mullet in the in the womb, or when as soon as you come out, as soon as you're old enough to fucking have your own hairstyle, say look, or all the kids with mullets in Australia, you've got to see the, the, their dads have got a mullet. They want their hair like the dads. The dad cuts their hair like a mullet, and they grow up that way. And they're like, yeah, fuck that. Oh, this is I'm keeping this. Anyway, but better you watch. All these David Beckham lookalikes, all wannabes, they're all going to be wearing a mullet. Um, Pampas grass, Pampas grass. Excuse me, Pampas grass is being nicked out of people's garden. The Pampas grass used to be the sign, or the supposed sign, of swingers. <laughs> if you had that in your garden, people used to th know that you, you you liked a bit, or you fancied a bit, or you were a swinger. It was a, it was a code among swingers. Imagine that. I don't know how many people today who've got that in their garden who did, doesn't or didn't know that have people knocking on their door going, uh, <laughs> it, me and my wife are up for a bit of a foursome if uh, we, we only live down the road and we saw that you got the pampas grass. And uh, I wonder if they uh, get, get them anywhere or they get any propositions like that. But anyway, it's a swingers grass apparently. But also, separate to that, it's been sold online for about £150 a pop. 
So people are nicking it out of people's front gardens. So if you are a swinger and you've got pampas grass, somebody's coming along nicking that and selling it online to other swingers who want it in their garden. So uh, it's called, it's a bit of a swinging um, racket, swingers racket. So I think you better, uh, I don't know, well the way swing pins was another one, wasn't it? People wore a, a tie pin. And it, and it had a certain sign on it, and people knew you was a swinger, and it was called a swing pin. I don't know what other signs you can have. You can have a bad, big bad saying, "I'm I'm a swinger." You say say hello, or gish your number, and your wife's. Anyway, it is a good one. Uh, ancient an ancient chess piece that was found in a field uh, by a metal detectorist. An ancient chess piece sold for one hundred twenty thousand pound at auction. One hundred twenty thousand pound for a chess piece. Brilliant, and I've known chess pieces sell. I've known that a few, four, four or five times now. I've seen it now, chess pieces, old antique chess pieces, missing piece from a set. They've sold for fortunes. There was one re recently, wasn't it? It's old Swedish one, I think it was. That sold for about 500,000. It's ridiculous. And obviously, how, how old is it? This one is. Uh, do we know, do we know, do we know, do we know? Why aren't they saying how old it is? It's very old. Hundreds of years it's sold. So that's how old chess is. How old's chess? They've been playing that. So there you go. If it looks like you, if you think you've got a really, really old looking chess piece, you found it in a box or anything like that, get it checked. Before you give it to somebody as what you think is a shit Christmas present. Because it's quite ornamental. But it'd be shit as a Christmas present. No, it'd look good as a Christmas present. But you would do that because you found it in a box. And you're giving it as a shit Christmas present because you can't be bothered to go and buy them anything. So you think, oh no, what can I find in the drawer that I can give to somebody? And you give them that, and the next thing you know, they check it out because it's all down to the research. Anybody who does the research, they're the ones who get lucky. Um, what was I going to say? Not much going on in the news today, is there? I'm, 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 I am winging this, you might have guessed, but there's not much to talk about. A staff in Ohio, 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 Ohio restaurant. Got a £5,600 tip. A guest who asked to remain anonymous left the tip. 5600 And they had to share it with 28 employees. Imagine if the person who did that table. You've worked your nuts off for that. You're fucking star player. And you got a five, you earned a £5,600 tip. And you've had to share it with everybody. Whereas they only get little £20 tips and that because they're average. And you're the star of the show. You should get to keep that one. That's fucking... You know, job change, you know. You could take that one. You could you could have gone right that fuck this job. Saying that, if you're getting those kind of zips, I'd stick around. It was at the Souk Mediterranean Kitchen in Toledo. I'd love to go to uh, some of these places. It, weird little towns in America. I'm going to go there one day. I'm going to come back with a mullet. I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to turn into a small town American. Come back as Tiger Wayne. Um... Right, last one I'm going to do because I ain't got much to talk about anyway. So uh, let's move on to the last one. Oh no, two more. <clears throat> Cliff Richard stayed single, kept him as a bachelor because all he thought his fans would be jealous of him if he got married. And it's true, isn't it? You would, in it to a degree, if all the fans are all bang into you because they think they can shag you. And uh, if you're going to get married, they'll go like, "Well, fuck him. If I don't get any hope of getting anywhere near him, I'll go and like somebody else's music." So you can't do it when you're young as a musician. You can do it a little bit later on. People still dig you when they're already married and whatever. But while they're single and they're all screaming at you, they, they think in their head that they want to be with you. 
Imagine that if that was your wife. She was screaming at a, 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 a male pop star, screaming, saying she wants to be with him and, like, and all that, and throwing her knickers on the stage. She wouldn't be your wife for very long, would she? Not mine, anyway. Anyway, so there, Cliff Richard. Stayed single, and he, and he, and he, and he kept it that way forever. Because he's never, he's never got married and had kids. But he's still, I'll tell you what, he looks fucking young. He looks, he's 80, he looks really young. He looks younger than me, and he's 80. And that's what's kept him young, probably. That kills a lot of people, the, the relationships, the woes and the relationships. But he's got plenty of people still throwing the knickers at him. I mean, if, even, if, if, even if they are baggy and uh, and holy by now, because the same woman has, has been throwing them for years. And she's about 80 as well. Right, last one. One in, people, one in five people have taken recreational drugs working from home in the pandemic. And they're talking about... What drugs are they taking? Weed, obviously. I could take. I could see that one. Co cocaine, cannabis, cocaine, speed, and ecstasy. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I mean, come on. There's some of them that you can think, yeah, party while you're working. But ecstasy, come on. How are you going to get away with that on a Zoom meeting? <laughs> if you've seen somebody's face when they're on ecstasy, especially when they've taken too much, and why would you take that in yourself, by yourself, at home, working from home? That's the worst thing to do. I mean. It's good to do what while you're meant to be working from home, but there's no way you can take ecstasy and work. You ain't gonna do it. You're just gonna dance and you're gonna party and you're gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun, and then you're gonna uh, I don't know. You're just gonna be loving everything, and and you ain't gonna be going anywhere near anything that's meant to be work. And you certainly ain't gonna be answering your boss's phone call. That's for sure. Not without getting yourself sacked, let's put it that way. Right, uh, I'm going to leave it there and do another one tomorrow. See you later. For now, enjoy your evening. Bye.